This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, Episode 72. This is the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha, the show for internet entrepreneurs who want to learn how uncertainty and struggle turn into confidence and success. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Baller Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers Podcast, and today is the August monthly roundup episode. So in this episode, I'll be going through my takeaways from my interviews with Harris Reese from episode 68, Anthony Tran from episode 69, Chris Reed from episode 70, and Chris Loeb from episode 71. So first up is marketing mentor Harris Reese from episode 68. And uh, I, I really like the interview I did with Harris because Harris is truly the example of what happens when you take initiative. You know, he shared his story about how he got his job with Gary Vaynerchuk. And basically, he decided that um, he, you know, he was already going to Trafficking Conversion Summit in San Diego. And he really, really wanted to get Gary Vaynerchuk's attention. He found out Gary was going to be there. He's going to be speaking and uh, Gary had done a Facebook Live in which he had been talking about, you know, it doesn't matter if you go to Harvard or Schmarvard, like, you know, it makes no difference. Um, you need to go out there and just do your own thing and, 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 and make it, you know, yourself and become successful. And uh, Harris took at the heart and Gary Vaynerchuk was offering these, these Schmarvard shirts. And Harris said, okay, well, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy one of these Schmarvard shirts so I can stand out in the crowd and then he went to the conference really early in the morning. I think he said like three o'clock in the morning. He woke up in his hotel and, and decided to just go to the event. He saw the doors were open. He walked inside. He put all his stuff down at the front, the very front and center table because uh, he had already purchased a VIP ticket. But, you know, of course, at that time they hadn't been letting people in yet. So he just took the initiative to walk in. He pretended to be the the, the AV guy um, and it was, I guess, in there kind of checking the cables out to, to make sure that people thought he actually was the AV guy, even though he wasn't. Put his stuff down and then uh, it took, you know, took some pictures from the stage, kind of joked around a little bit. And then when the conference actually started, his stuff was already there at the front row. He went in, got his front row seat. And uh, he had sent out emails prior to the event. He said he emailed Gary Vaynerchuk every single day for, I think it was two weeks, uh, and told him, you know, hey, I'm going to be at the conference. I'm going to be front and center, and I'm going to have a Schmarvard shirt on. Uh, so he gave very Gary V an opportunity to, you know, to know multiple times where this guy was going to be, that he was persistent. Uh, and then he said it was the cool thing about it was he, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk actually went to cable on short stage. He, he pointed out, uh, Harris, he pointed right to him and he said, Hey, Schmarvard, I see you, you know? So it worked and he got Gary Vaynerchuk's attention. And then he went even further. And after the, uh, the keynote that Gary Vaynerchuk was given was over, he decided, Hey, I'm going to go and take more initiative. He ran up on stage and just started talking to him. And, uh, apparently, you know, Ryan Dice, who was the, uh, he's the a co-founder of Digital Marketer and the co-founder of Trafficking Conversion Summit. You know, I guess check with very Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary said it was cool, and they had a conversation. And Harris told him just straight up, "Hey, you know, I, I love your work. I love the stuff you talk about, and I want to work with you. How can I make that happen?" And Gary said, "Hey, get in touch with this guy. And we'll we'll make it happen." And uh, and Gary was um, was you know nice enough to uh, allow Harris to. 
uh, get, get join his team as an intern uh, for the summer. And Harris only got that opportunity because he took initiative, only got the opportunity because he went out there and did things that were unconventional that most other people wouldn't do. And I really like that about him because, you know, he's very creative. He's a go-getter. And I find that so many times when I talk to entrepreneurs who are successful, it is the people who who are the executors. It is the people who are the, the leaders, not the followers. It is the people who really try to think and be innovative and figure out what new thing can I do that no one else is doing right now that, you know, could potentially get me uh, what I want, which I think is super, super cool. Um, and, um, you know, Harris was able to, after that, you know, make some great connections working at VaynerMedia, uh, and then learn a ton about digital marketing and the way to do it the right way. Um, and then after that, uh, he was able to, uh, grow his brand significantly by getting on podcasts and, you know, just, you know, as he said, he's just flooded Google with his, with his name by doing blog posts and getting on podcasts and just doing everything he could to, to get as much exposure as he could on the internet. So then when people Googled his name, uh, you know, he would come up and, um, you know, he said, another reason why I did that is because when you go to a conference, you know, a lot of people will hand out uh, business cards. And he said he doesn't like to hand out business cards. He did it once for one conference, but he said he hasn't done it since because it gives the control of the conversation to the other person. If you hand someone your business card, you have to wait for them to contact you because they're the ones with your contact information. So he said he'd rather have a conversation with someone and just get, you know, get their contact information like you would if you were having a conversation with a friend that you met at the conference. And then and then reach out to them because in that way he's in control and he has an opportunity to uh, actually contact that person and not sit around and wait for the other person to contact him. And if they don't, then he'd be left with uh, with nothing and no real opportunity to uh, get the thing that he wants. Um, he also shared something really uh, really cool. He said he has a, a motivational speech uh, by Bob Proctor. Uh, it was called Bob Proctor Speaks uh, at uh, OMG. And uh, there's a link to it in the uh, in the show notes of um, episode 68 that Harris spoke on, uh, and uh, and that that talk I actually listened to is really cool. And I like Bob Proctor myself, so it's pretty motivational. And uh, I, I can definitely see why why Harris um, Harris listened to that. He said every day uh, as motivation to keep his mindset straight. And I think that stuff is good to do, and not not just good to do, but really important to do because I think you know people get really focused on the business mechanics, but not on the importance of having your mindset uh, right as well. Because I've definitely learned that most people who are successful are, are focused on execution, they're focused on the mechanics, but they're also focused on interpersonal work and their mindset. Because if you don't have your mindset right, if you don't know, if you don't have the right expectations, if you can't keep yourself motivated and keep going, despite all the different, you know, pitfalls that are going to happen as an entrepreneur, you know, things can catch up on, with you. And eventually you make it to a point where you want to quit um, and you need something to help you to stay going even when those things happen. Uh, another thing that, that Harris talked about that I thought was was super cool is, uh, you know, he, he said that, and I don't know if he made this up or if he got this from someone else, but he said, you know, he was talking about winners and losers and he said, winners focus on winning and losers focus on winners, uh, which is super cool. And I think that's really true. And interesting and you know he was talking about um you know things that he's has planned in his life and how he's not going to be focused on whenever whenever he is something that challenging in front of him he doesn't focus on what other people are doing he doesn't compare himself to everyone else in the marketplace he just focuses on winning and doing the best he can possibly do and not worrying about whether or not someone else 
is doing better right now or what someone else is doing to make themselves successful. Yes, he, he you know, clearly modeled um, a lot of his tactics and strategies and things like that from other people, but he doesn't compare himself to other people and he just focuses on winning and not focus and doesn't focus on winners, uh, which I think is, uh, was, is really, really interesting in a, in a good um, way to, uh, to think about doing things. Uh, he had some advice for people who are interested in speaking at conferences and getting more exposure. And, you know, for him, you know, he started speaking at conferences and he said the, the way that he did it. And well, actually, this is not the way that he got his initial initial conference talk. Initial conference talk that he got was um, because he had a friend who reached out to him and, you know, just saw the good things that he was doing and asked him to speak. But what he said that uh, is a great way to get uh, speaking engagements at conferences is just to look up conferences in your local area and then just send them a pitch say hey i know this notice this conference is coming up and clearly you want to do it for far enough out that they can still uh squeeze you into the schedule before they've you know kind of um finalized everything but uh you know you go out there and you you find a conference that that's resonates with the message that you have and you you know that you can go there and provide something that would be interesting and uh and helpful to the to the people uh, and then, you know, just ask the, the conference owner if they can, if you can, if you can speak and, you know, the worst they can, they can say is no, and you'll be, uh, no worse off than you were before you, uh, for you contacted them. So, uh, next up, next up is, uh, Anthony Tran from Marketing Access Pass and episode 69. Uh, so Anthony and I actually met at Podcast Movement and, um, you know, we were talking about, uh, afterward we were talking about, well, not, we, we met at a meetup after, uh, Podcast Movement uh, last year. And, um, we were talking about, uh, you know, his, uh, business where he, uh, helps people with their websites and helps people design custom websites that, uh, convert really, really well and focuses a lot on internet marketers because, you know, a lot of people are building, using, uh, using themes for their websites. And, uh, he noticed a lot of things were very templatized and not, uh, as uh, effective and efficient as it could be. And so he started offering this, um, website service. And I, I love the way that Harris kind of got in. I mean, not Harris, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love the way that Anthony kind of got into this and uh, his story is, is is cool because he didn't intend for that to be his initial business. You know, he he was working a you know full time job. He was working long hours. He had a new family, and he just wanted to find a way to just not be um, you know in in the office for you know thirteen hours a day like he was. And so he he heard about internet business. He saw all these people who were making good money, and decided he wanted to try to do the same thing himself. And so um, he decided to quit his job and his wife, you know, made a deal with him and said, hey, you know, I'll give you a year to try to make this business work because I want you to be successful and make it work so I can quit my job and start my own business as well. So that was a deal they had. Uh, Anthony decided to quit his job and was focused on building a business. But what he was doing was not bringing in the type of money, the type of money he really wanted to see. You know, he said within that first year, he made a couple thousand dollars, but really not enough to support his family. And it wasn't really working out. But what was working was he had people reaching out to him and uh, talk, asking him if he, they would help, uh, if he would help them with their websites. Because he had a really nice looking website. He would do these uh, YouTube tutorials on like different website tactics and how to make your website look good and how to make it convert, convert well and website security and all that stuff. And at first he was like, no, well, that, that's not really what I do because that wasn't really what he was interested in. 
uh, doing for other people. You know, he was interested in more doing internet marketing and marketing coaching and, and that sort of thing, but that wasn't working out. And then after a while, he realized he was like, hey, I'm getting enough inquiries about this. Enough people are asking me about it. Maybe I should just start, you know, offering this as a service. So that's what he did. And that's how, you know, his companies were born. And uh, I think that that's, you know, a story that happens that I hear again and again from entrepreneurs is that the business that they have is not always the business they intended to have. A lot of times it's like, you know, you get started down one path and you think this is going to be your business and then something happens and you end up pivoting. And that original attempt gives you the idea for the thing that ends up being the ultimate business. And that's exactly what happened with, uh, with Anthony, you know, and often you, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell what's going to work. It's hard to tell what's not going to work, but you know, the way that Anthony did it, I think is smart and, uh, and really worked out for him and and has worked out for uh, a lot of other entrepreneurs. So I think, uh, you know, the lesson here is just to get started with whatever idea you have and just try to make it work. And if it doesn't pay attention to the sort of uh, feedback you're getting from your audience and see like, is there something in this? Is there something else that I could potentially do um, that could become a viable business if the if the current thing you're doing isn't working? Because, you know, I think I think there's so much value in getting started because that's when you'll kind of learn whether your idea is working or not. And also you'll kind of figure out what other things you might want to do um, as you work with other people. Uh, and so I, I, I really... Uh, you know, liked Anthony's approach to doing things. And I like the fact that, uh, you know, he was someone that, that took a plunge that honestly, you know, uh, it is really hard to do to quit your job and to just say, I'm going to just going to focus hundred percent on my business. Cause you know, before he quit his job, he was side hustling. He said he's working a couple hours a day, but it just wasn't enough to really get him, um, to where he wanted to be. So, uh, you know, obviously quitting the job was the thing that ended up working for him in the end. And he had kind of a, you know, movie type story in that it was the last month, um, of, of that year, uh, promise that he gave to his wife, the deal they made. And in that last month is when his business really started to take off and uh, he started making enough money that he, he could, he could continue this as an actual, uh, actual business. Um, so next up was Chris Reed from Ardor SEO and episode 70. Um, and Chris and I had a good conversation and Chris's story is, is cool too, because, you know, he was a uh, software engineer and, uh, you know, he was, uh, doing really well and making good money. And, uh, you know, 2008 happened and financial, uh, financial crisis happened. He was working for, uh, doing software development for a uh, financial firm before, and he lost his job along with everyone else on his team. And then he was trying to figure out, okay, well, what do I do next? Um, and since he was a developer, you know, he knew how to code and he had some ideas for apps and he knew that, you know, people were, people were interested in, in buying apps and using apps. And so he created an app. Um, but what happened with him and what got him into the internet marketing space was he realized, okay, I, I created this app, but how do I get people to actually know about it? How do I get people to actually see it? And so then he started studying, how do you get people to actually see your stuff, learned about SEO and just started figuring out, you know, all the SEO uh, strategies that he could use to get an audience to find out about the app that he developed. And through that, um, he, uh, he had other people 
asking him, you know, once they saw the success that he had with, with his app and his SEO tactics, asking him like, Hey, like, can you help me, you know, with, with, uh, with what I'm doing? And again, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing we just talked about with Anthony. It's like, Chris didn't intend for SEO to be, uh, his, his ultimate business, but it ended up, ended up being because, you know, he started doing SEO for himself. He learned, you know, how to do backlinking the right way. He learned how to play nice with Google. He learned how to rank a website. He learned, you know, different things that he could do for uh, both large and small businesses, local and uh, global businesses. And um, once he learned all those tactics and people were asking him uh, about, you know, helping them out, he started doing it slowly. And eventually that became Ardor SEO, which is his current company. And it just goes to show you, you know, it's just so important just just get started doing with whatever, you know, idea you have. And because you just never know what's going to come from that. You never know what spinoff idea or what other thing or what other skill set you're going to develop that really could become, uh, you know, your business. If, if in fact the, uh, the original idea that you have doesn't work out. Um, and it's not to say you should, you know, plan on your idea not working out because it might, um, that, that first idea may be a big hit and you could, you know, uh, make all the money that you want. But, uh, the point here is that there's opportunity, even if the um, your original idea doesn't work out. So, so don't like, I guess, be so focused on making everything perfect before you get started with your idea, uh, and actually, and actually get out there in the marketplace and get some experience. Um, because a lot of times that's what happens with people. They they don't want to get started until everything's perfect, and they wait too long and they miss out on uh, a lot of potential opportunity um, to to um, really make, you know, make some money in the marketplace. So last up this month was Chris Loeb uh, from episode 71. And Chris was the uh, research marketer. Uh, and uh, I really liked the stuff he had to say because, you know, Chris is super focused on um, on copywriting. He's a copywriting expert, but, you know, he, he, he does a lot of research before he does his copywriting. And, you know, Chris, Chris had a really interesting story in that, you know, he, he did all the things he thought he was supposed to do. He did, he got really good grades in school and then he went to a really good, really, a really good college and got a really high paying job and just realized he was just, just miserable. You know, he just did not like his life, did not like what he was doing. Uh, and so he decided that he wanted to quit his job and went traveling full time, wanted to try to build an online business after he was had a chance to read the four hour work week. And he had about an $80,000 runway to build this online business. And he went out there and he started doing it and working on it. And it just did not work out. And he burnt through his entire $80,000 um, cushion. And he ended up having to go back home and live with his parents. Uh, and he, you know, had contemplated going back and getting another job, but he said as he was filling out his resume, like he just felt sick and he just was like, I just can't do this. I have to find a way to figure this out. So what he did was, you know, he, he bought a copy of, um, Dan Kennedy's book, the ultimate sales letter. He went through that book. He followed and executed on, I think he said he went through it a couple of times, followed and executed on all the things that Dan Kennedy said. He wrote a sales letter, he sent it out and he actually got his first, uh, I think he said four figure client. Um, from that. And, uh, and that was kind of the, the start of his business. And, uh, and then from there, he was able to, you know, get more and more business and uh, become an awesome research copywriter. And he talked on the, on the, in our, during our interview about like copywriting tactics and, and the best ways to write copy. But really I, what I thought was super interesting was his surveying tactics, uh, his surveying techniques. And uh, he talked about like how, 
really, if you're if you're surveying using a list, you want to have a huge list. I mean, I think he was even saying you want to have you need to have like sixty thousand people to get responses that are statistically significant. Um, but he said if you don't have a list that big and you can't, you know, you're, you don't have a customer base that large, what you can do is he was like, you can glean that same amount of information by just getting customers on the phone and having conversations with them. And, uh, he's like, if you have, you know, you know, 40 phone conversations, you'll get the same information as you did, you know, surveys to 60,000 people. And a lot of times he was like, well, even, even during those first few conversations, you'll start to see themes that people are talking about. So when you get people on the phone and you actually talk to them about their problems, what, what caused them to buy your product, what they're actually looking for in the marketplace, you'll, you'll really get to see the language that they use and the problems that they have and the things that they mentioned. And so instead of you writing your copy based on what you think your audience wants, you start writing your copy based on what they're, what they tell you their problems are, what they tell you they want to see in a product, and also um, based on the language that they that they use. Um, and so I really thought that was that was powerful. And uh, you know, I definitely plan on doing some of those phone surveys uh, myself because uh, I think that that's that's super interesting. And you know, I don't have a list of a hundred thousand people, uh, so I can't, you know, I, I, you know, probably do a statistically significant survey according to, you know, the, the standards that Chris has. Uh, but I definitely have the ability to get people on the phone and he was saying that that's something anybody can do, um, even if they're, you know, brand new. Uh, so I thought that was cool. Uh, so those are my takeaways for the month of August. I want to thank you for being awesome and joining us on another episode of the internet ballers podcast next week. I will be, um, interviewing uh a guy who is awesome who is the founder of acuity scheduling and his name is gavin zuklinski so i would say tune in next week and don't miss that interview because gavin provides a lot of uh, interesting stories about how he started his business what sort of pitfalls he went through and how he overcame a lot of challenges uh that uh internet uh, entrepreneurs often have uh and uh so yeah so in the meantime you can check out the show notes for this episode as well as listen to other episodes of the internet ballers podcast at www.internetballers.com again i'm michael pasha and happy marketing Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Through our guest stories, you will learn the path to go from struggling entrepreneur to internet baller. We'll see you on the next episode.